Welcome to No Pins, No Pads Podcast. This is Cam Robinson. I'm Karan Robinson. Daniel Bliley in the house. Daniel Bliley is one of our sponsors with Bigfoot Kick. We definitely enjoy having him on episode three. Thanks for having me. So how you doing today, Daniel? I'm doing good, man. Sunday, the weekend, Sunday fun day, coming out, being able to spit a little on the podcast. Appreciate you inviting me. Appreciate you for coming, my man. I was telling Daniel, I was been, I've been trying to get him on the show. Now we finally got him on the show. Let him advertise a little bit of his Bigfoot kick. You know how, uh, if you haven't been keeping up with us, let me tell you how we roll. This is No Pins, No Pass podcast. So all we do is we freestyle our podcast. We talk about subjects that, uh, you know, is going on either currently in the world or just things. Uh, in the tech of anime, sports, movies, TV shows, anything that we find inter- interesting that we want to br- we want to speak about on this podcast platform, we bring it to you guys and let you guys, uh, you know, email us or whatnot or DM us and kind of give us your feedback on what you want us to talk about. So uh, before we get started... Definitely wanted to speak with my man Daniel about uh, the Bigfoot Kit brand. Definitely want to thank him for uh, sponsoring us because uh, you know that's a big that's a big thing with Bigfoot. I mean, with uh, no pins, no pads, the sponsorships keep us going. So we're definitely looking for sponsors out there. Uh, Bigfoot Kick, I and mean, he he gave me the shirts. The shirts are fresh. I see you yes, got sir. the shirt on now. Got a little, got a little <laughs> shirt on, a little swag. Little They're logo. very comfy, very very comfortable shirts, man. I love them. Uh, so what made you come up with the idea of Bigfoot Kick? Yeah, so I mean, essentially, I think all of us, especially me, but I'm 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 assuming other people as well, like have been always trying to find something that they enjoy or passionate about. Right. And if you're like me, it's sometimes a little difficult to find, like to be able to combine something that you love with um, the the livelihood that it can bring, so you right. can do it. And that search is what Bigfoot Kick's all about, is trying to find something that you're passionate about, something that you love, something that brings you joy and excitement. And, you know, like people go out and search for Bigfoot, I think we're all trying to find something. And so it's that search. And so it was one night, man, I was um, binge-watching Cobra Kai. And, man, I love Karate Kid growing up. And it started me on this path of, like, what did I love growing up? I loved Back to the Future, Karate Kid, I would draw comic books and sell them at school for a quarter so I could go to the arcade and play Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. (laughs) So I was in this headspace, and um, I also loved, like, hip-hop growing up. It was De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest and The Roots and Wu-Tang Clan and Mob Deep. Like, that's what I listened to. That's what I was into back when I was growing up. And the other thing that's kind of funny is I wanted to be a zoologist. I was all into animals. (laughs) I loved birds. creating um, ecosystems my social studies projects were all were all about the earth and wildlife and habitats and I was convinced I was going to travel to Scotland and find the Loch Ness Monster growing (laughs) up so I was always into like weird stuff Bigfoot Loch Ness Monster and aliens and all that kind of stuff so those three pillars came together to form kind of Bigfoot kick that's awesome bro that's awesome man like I when you go and uh first and foremost you have to go on his page uh, Bigfoot Kick on Instagram. You got to check out the merchandise. The, sh- the shirts are amazing. Um, website, BigfootKick.com. BigfootKick.com. And, yeah, one one other thing that we do is we partner with artists. So there's some local artists in Charlotte that we've par- partnered with um, and some others across the U.S. because what we want to try to do is create this ecosystem for artists and That's talent awesome. to come and use our brand as a canvas for their work and be able to put that out into the world. Awesome. And then every sale that we have we donate to one percent for the planet which is a global nonprofit to help wildlife and wildland stay thriving so that's awesome so each one help one man that's amazing that's right so uh and not only is a uh, blally a good friend you know not only does he sponsor help sponsor the show he also has a lot of things uh that i'm interested in my son like some of the things that we talk about movies and tv shows uh, a lot of times I, I speak to blally i watch a movie or he'll hit me up at the you know marvel movie or whatnot Say, hey, man, give me your review. What do you think? And then he'll, he'll give me some feedback. I'll give him some feedback. And then we kind of, like, decide whether we agree to agree or agree to disagree. You know, uh, we both put it out there. And, but one thing I will say is everything he says when we discuss movies, his reviews are solid. He's one person that if he tells me something about a show or a movie, I'll go check it out because I trust his opinion. So uh, that's what makes him even perfect for the show because we got a lot to get into today. Sounds good. First and foremost... I got to talk about my Lakers. We got Russell Westbrook, Karan. Yep. What do you feel about that? I don't. I don't know about the trade. I don't. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, did you do you keep you keeping up with the, with that with the NBA right now, Blally? Oh yeah, it was crazy, crazy wild it, uh, draft night. Draft night was amazing though. Yeah, I think so. I think the kid from uh, the freshman, he's gonna make an impact. Which freshman. one? Uh, Jalen uh, Suggs. Yeah, he's gonna make an impact. Yeah, he came from Gonzaga, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, first and foremost, UVA had a had some draft picks, and um, you know, if you're a high school player and you want to get a good program and then go pro, go to UVA. So shameless plug from a, a college that I went to. But um, interested, <laughs> like, Karan, what do you think about you know Westbrook and how he fits like with the Lakers? See, the thing is, like, he's ball dominant though. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't know how I wait what they were saying. I can see LeBron trying to take a step back and trying to pass more, but at the same time, it's three. AD can kind of play off the ball, but mm-hmm. at the same time, LeBron and Westbrook two on ball kind of dominant players. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be hard. Yeah, they're gonna eventually bump heads at some point. Yeah. Like yo, I want to take it down. I want to take it down. That's what I'm saying. Like both of like LeBron, even though he's like small forward, he likes to take the ball down court. He likes to make the decisions on the court. And Russ always being like the main point guard, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's gonna want to take the ball down court. I also think it's gonna take a toll on you know how Russ has been averaging a triple double for like five seasons. Yeah, at this might point. go down to a double double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard for two people to average that. triple doubles. I yeah. can see that. I yeah. can see that for sure. And uh, you said it. You hear that they said we got cap space to get a uh, Demar Derozan Carmelo and Melo. Yep. Oh, but DeMar DeRozan. Wait, is Melo done with the Blazers, or is he still? I mean, is he under contract? No, I, I think he's. I think he's available, bro. I think he's available for us. Uh, the thing about uh, the thing about DeMar DeRozan though, he'll have to go down to ten million dollars instead of that twenty mm. million dollar contract. Yeah. So he's saying the money doesn't matter. That he wants the ring. So is it really worth a ten million dollar cut right. to say the money is, doesn't matter? You want the ring, or is it more or less? You're just saying it because it sounds good, right? But you're not really gonna make that sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think athletes want to get that bag, but he's he's also been in the league for some time and and hadn't really sniffed the, the you know conference finals or finals like that. So, yeah. you know, when you start adding pieces like Westbrook and you know you already got AD and LeBron, obviously that chance to plus like your profile in LA is a lot bigger so from the business side you might be able to get more endorsements or you right. might be able to have your profile elevated I mean I think DeMar DeRozan's he's probably a household name to basketball fans but he's not a household name yeah. so being able to be in LA under that spotlight he might be able to compensate the income in other ways than just basketball um, you know Westbrook did do a decent job with Harden when he played a little bit off the yeah. ball so I can see him being able to to drive and penetrate and run the offense when LeBron's not there, but what are they going to do about shooting? Like, I know. Yeah, you got rid of your best shooter. You got rid of your best shooter, and I don't know if Wesley Matthews or McLemore is coming back. So if they can still execute a trade for Buddy Heel to bring somebody in that's a sharp shooter, like that's when LeBron's won championships. It's when he's had Mike Miller or Ray right. Allen or James yeah. Jones, just somebody can knock down threes. Facts. They're going to be tough if they can get a couple shooters. Well, let, yeah. me ask, let me ask you this though, and I'm a diehard Lakers fan. But I gotta be fair. Is it overkill? What do you mean? Are they adding too many to compete? Hmm. I don't know what you think. I think so a little bit, slightly. I can, I can agree with that. It's like everybody was going crazy about the Nets bringing in all those superstars last season, but it's like now the Lakers kind of doing the exact same right. thing. Right. You're right. Without the shooting. And it, it, it seems to me, all right. So back when Carl Malone and GP came to LA, mm-hmm. you know, even though the whole chemistry didn't work out, we, oh, didn't, yeah. we didn't get a ring, but just the whole hype that was around that, right? Right. I think this is more than that. This is, I think this is that was a little overkill, but it was kind of that was like the I think that was like the tradition of the origination of the big three, right? Even though it didn't work. But now this is like the big six that they get, <laughs> they get all these pieces together right. that they're trying to do. Like, is that overkill? I think the Lakers have done more than that before, though. Like, when they brought Dwight Howard, Steve Nash. That's yeah, right. right Nash, Nash did play for the Lakers, Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but see, all right. So, I guess, and uh, point of fairness, if they do all this and they don't win, <laughs> now right. they look crazy in, in cap space or whatnot. But yeah. they look, it look like, okay, well, maybe it's not a big six or whatever or a big or legit big three, big four. 
Uh, if we don't, win, if nothing comes about with yep. this, you know, if right. they don't make it past, out the first round of the playoffs or make it in the play-in tournament, then then I guess you won't look at it like that. But if they win the whole thing and they just destroy teams, yeah. right? This is like a big six that they're looking to, to try to create. Yep. Yeah, and that's crazy because even even the bench is they they have a, they have a something like I don't think THT is going to be starting. No. He may be in the starting lineup. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, no. But he's a he's a legit player off the bench. They have some good players, yeah. man. You know. I mean, he's good. The thing with with that dude is he always he's either gonna score or fall. Like to me, <laughs> every time he gets the ball, he's gonna either score or fall. He he has like sometimes he's like has balance problems or he's going a little bit too fast. Like, I mean, he's obviously super talented and better than I would ever be and millions of other people around the globe. But <laughs> it's always like. He's getting ready to fall. Like he takes it to the bucket, and he's like yeah. tripping or falling. And yeah. same for AD, he's, he yeah. falls a lot too. And you worry about him. But I think like what we learned in the last two seasons is you you you're gonna have injuries in the way that the schedule has been since right. the pandemic. So if things return to normal, it might be a little bit different. But when you have a player go down, it happened to the Nets. Like all that talent, one goes down. Right. There's That's so true. many other elite teams that if you can't have a healthy squad. You might, it's you hard might to keep not the make chemistry it to the together, finals. Man. Yeah. It's hard to keep the chemistry. Yeah. Because really you get all these great players together, and then when they finally get on one page to play with each other, then somebody goes down. Now the whole chemistry is destroyed. Right. So you see how Harden tried to pick it up and try to carry it on his back, which yeah. I'll salute to James Harden. He showed me that not only he's a team player, but he does. He still is hard. You know? He still yeah. can yeah. be the all-out star on the team, or he can he can uh, you know shorten his game down to be an all-around team player and make sure everybody else – gets their points and score or whatever, and yep. still con- contributes the way he wants. So uh, he showed me that he's really definitely a great. I, always, I mean, I kind of knew it, but I really, really know it now that he's he deserves a ring. Yeah. For sure. I would love to see him get one, even if it's this year, you know, this upcoming uh, season. season. Yeah, like I would like to see him get a ring. Hard as the man. I mean, Kevin Durant kind of put him on, on his back, though, during the playoffs. Like KD, but I, KD, man – I don't know something about KD man. He's starting to give me little vibes that I don't know. <laughs> he's starting he's to give me some vibes. Crazy man. talented. I, he's one of the players I've seen play in person. That when you watch him in person, it's just crazy for him to take two, three steps from half court and be at the yeah. goal. Like, yeah, that is true. just it's phenomenal. I've seen LeBron play in person. I've seen KD, and those two are just they're out of this world. I think did uh, see Kobe play in person too. It was, it was towards the end, but man, he came here electric. and I missed it. Yep, like it was incredible. One of the last years he was playing, he came here and I missed it. It was incredible. I know it was. I feel like KD has like a split personality though, kind of like the mm-hmm. middle of his hairline. It's kind of like split, you know. Like one day he's like all professional, then one day he's like Twitter fingers yeah, going he, crazy, he and, yeah. trying to fight Michael Rappaport. Trying to see didn't what? he have a didn't he have a, a, a fake account or like a, like a he created a separate yeah, account like that he was tweeting from? Yeah, <laughs> like a little spam account, yeah. right? Like that's when that's when you're too invested into Twitter. Yeah, you know how so. you gonna handle two accounts? It's hard enough handle one. That's what like some like Katie does uh, things that I find a little suspect. Like, come on, dude! Like, what are you doing? You really letting the world like you signed up for this? Since you should have been groomed for this since they figured right. out you had talent as a kid. Like, you signed up for this. You can't let certain things bother you. Certain like media outlets bother yeah. you. Like, you see the the video. Well, he was coming off the airplane, and they were singing happy birthday to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they was tapping him on the... <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. It wasn't he, even his birthday, though. I know. That's why they did it on purpose, just to make him mad. It, it was like like 50 people just right there when he came out singing him happy birthday. That's funny. He was so mad, bro. Just yeah, you got to rise above that. Yes. But see, that's the thing. When people know that they can do certain things to get under your skin, mm-hmm. and they see it on your face, and they see it in your actions... They're gonna keep doing it. Like, oh, we can get a rouse out of him because right. we know how easy he, he's he's how you know he he's frail when it comes to things like that. We see how easy it is to get to him, so let's just do something to pit, to pinch at him yeah. to get a reaction, yep. you know. And then you see the guys like uh like LeBron James who carries himself in that professional manner. Every once in a while, he does speak out about politics a little more than most athletes. But yeah. every once in a while, you can say something about King James. It, it doesn't like nah. you know it doesn't even affect them. Yeah. So it's almost like, why even mess with him when we know we can't get a rouse out of him, basically? You know, KD is like, oh, let's uh, walk by him and untie his shoe real quick. He's going to want to fight. <laughs> Stuff we used to do in high school. Right. Like, put spaghetti in helmets. Right. Just, like, smack him in the back of the neck or something like that. <laughs> yep. So, like, uh, 
Nah, man, that's crazy. So, what we were speaking about, uh, we were actually speaking about uh, a list of movie suggestions uh, that we were going to speak about today on today's podcast. Uh, I spoke with my son, I spoke with Daniel, I said, hey guys, uh, I want to go through some movies, I want to kind of bring some movies of our own personal selections to the podcast format, you know, kind of see where everybody is, and then kind of like, if you guys have feedback, you know, definitely DM us and like, hey, that's a good suggestion, I completely agree, or I don't agree with that suggestion, send us a DM or whatnot, and then, you know, uh, we can kind of take your feedback and go from there. But uh, who wants to start? Do you, uh, do you have your list with you? I do. I want to hear Kron's first. What you got, son? And I want to hear my father's first. Oh, so we oh, just we pass, pass, we pass we just passing the mic. Man, we're going to be like the Lakers, <laughs> man. It's going to be like Westbrook to LeBron AD trying to get their assists. Okay, okay. Just pass it around. It. All right. So I guess we'll start with me. So uh, the first thing when I was speaking with these guys, I said, what is the best single movie that you ever that you feel that is out there, that you've seen, uh, that you think you can watch multiple times that outweighs all the rest? Now, my single movie, I'm not saying that it's, it's a single movie now, so that's why I chose it. But they have a sequel in the works, but it's in the works. It hasn't came out yet, so I'm still entitled to give this movie projection. I decided to go with Avatar. Mm. Not only is that the number one grossing movie of all time, from beginning to end, it's a great movie. Did, did Endgame beat Endgame it up? Endgame beat it up, but then they re-released it in China, and then it, it And it came back number one again? Smart man. So... Avatar, to me, is just one of those movies you can watch. It's a family-friendly movie. Not only can you watch it yourself and still be into it, but you can have the family there, everybody watching it, everybody engaged. And it's just like one of those movies, man, like special effects, graphics, storyline. Everything is just out of this world, and it, makes, and it just comes together so well. Mm-hmm. So I had to choose it for my best, for my best single movie out there. Um, anybody have any objections? Anybody think that uh, that's not a fair pick? No, that's... It's pretty it's cool. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty legit, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of customers would agree. They, you know, it's the highest grossing film of all time. It is so the highest grossing film. I did not cheat there. that though. <laughs> yeah, I did not cheat that. <laughs> so you got that working for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what about you, Dan? What are you thinking, brother? Man, my number one movie that to me is Heat. Oh, you went back. I went back. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's not super well-known, um, but if you're a fan of Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. one of the best actors of all time, Al Pacino, mm-hmm. one of the best actors of all time, um, it is just an amazing movie. And the, the, the dialogue and the chemistry between De Niro and Pacino, it's and you good. throw Val Kilmer in there, um, John Voight, I mean, it's just a really solid movie from beginning to end. It's got great drama. It's got great acting, great dialogue, great story. It is, it is, it is awesome. And I mean, there's just some of the exchanges between, um, between De Niro and Pacino that are just classic. And then I would go one B. So that's one A, one B. I'm going to throw a little bonus in there. The Departed. With the Departed is a classic. That is, that is it. But you know what I was going to say originally? I was going to say Titanic, but I like most people aren't going to watch a three-hour movie back-to-back. That's what know, I was like, going to I was about to I, say Titanic, I, and then I switched it. I personally will watch Titanic when it comes on. I'm just, if it's like yeah. right now, if I was at the house, I would definitely watch yeah. it. Uh, that was what I was originally thinking, because Leonardo DiCaprio, to me, is the best actor of all time. He's up there. Play any role. I think, I he's think up there. of all time. Like, yeah, I don't know people want to say, Will Smith, Denzel Washington. You, and... and I won't argue with you I mean, if you say Denzel's if you say Will I, I will argue with you a little bit because I don't feel like he has a lot of those super prize roles. He has like a lot of his movies are like the same character. Yeah. Uh, Denzel, I can see, I can see. You know, you try to make an argument with that. You know, but but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, man, he is one dude that can say the N bomb, and you'd be like, oh, look how he released it, like you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like but, you, but then you look one. at him like, but, you, but then, yeah. <laughs> But then you look at him. But then you look at him, and like you can't wait for his next movie to come out. Right? You know what I'm saying? So like, nah, he's awesome, and Denzel's awesome, and Fallen. Fallen is amazing, man. Fallen is an amazing movie. But John Goodman. We might be going over most people's heads because you got to really be a movie guy to know. Right? You got to dig in them crates. You You got to really know. Yeah. Like that's one of those movies. When I was a kid and I watched it, I was like, yo, when I heard that whistle or that noise Mm -hmm. or that song, it was like, oh, like it made you scared a little bit. Like, that was a great movie. But, son, we want to see your number one. Black Panther. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. It's just coming recent with us. <laughs> it touches okay. on so many things, and 
just the community touches on things in the world that are going on. You know what I mean? It does. So it's like, and it was such a cultural movie that came out. You know what I mean? Came out Black History Month. I like that song. You're right, and that's a good movie. And that and that picture that I see. It's kind of a cheat though, like a handicap, because I know you've seen older movies too, and you can and you can really go back in the vault. But since everybody's looking at your age or whatnot, they just go ahead and give you the pass and say, "Yeah, he's right. He's twelve. Like, you know." But I know that you really got something deeper in there that you could that you could break out. I could have said some other things. Yeah, I know you could have. I know you could have. So what's your one B? So that's one A, one B. See, I was gonna also say Titanic. Okay. But All then, right. But then, like you said, three-hour movie stuff like that. Just yeah. didn't want to. You didn't want to overkill him. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but how long is Avatar? That's close to three, right? Yeah, it's, it's about long. Two and a half. Anything about James Cameron half. does, I feel yeah. like yeah. is like two days to watch. You know, we watched. Uh, well, we watched Friday night. Was that? Gremlins. Mm. And it was still so good. God, that's classic. It was still so. They're coming good. out with a new one, right? Yeah, uh, they probably are. Steven uh, Steven Spielberg directed that, so I'm sure he probably. But this it's a Christmas we, movie, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah Gremlins, is, Gremlins well, is a Christmas movie. This is like what Dahl. we were talking about, though, when, when it comes to remaking Gremlins. Gremlins for what? That was ni- 1981? Yeah. Ni- 1981? Yeah. Oh, no, 84. 84. 1984. Okay, so it had the perfect blend of comedy with, with uh, horror mm-hmm. without overkilling the gore, you know? Right. Now, if you do it now, it'd be like, if you try to incorporate that same type of gore into it, it'd be like the Devil's Rejects with, like, a little bit of, like, comedy spiced into it, which would be, it, to me, I'm not a gory guy. Like, yeah. I don't like the, like, uh, what's a movie that's, uh, like, the Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. Where I watched it, I seen it, it's cool, but it's over the top for me. Like, right. I don't really care for all that, like, Saw or any of yeah, that, that stuff. I've like seen them, yeah. don't really care for them, too much gore. So I feel like if you were to redo Gremlins, it'd be hard to get that perfect, like how they did it in '84, that the perfect balance. Yeah. balance you yeah. know, it wasn't because even when they did the gore, it wasn't like it was like it was the scene to go off a little bit or whatnot. Like somebody's getting killed, you just kind of it kind of goes off. So you see them, yeah, and then it goes back, and then the guy, the person's yeah. dead. So like now it'll have to actually show it and whatnot, and it might ruin the whole premise of how Gremlins really, you know, affected everybody as children right. growing up watching it. So that's the thing about redoing it. But one thing, if they do redo the Gremlins and somebody who works on that movie somehow happens to see this, yeah, we need a scene where the mom has two knives in her hand, jumps off of a table, and just <laughs> thrusts them into it. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> gotta put that. I mean, you got to put those little Easter eggs in there. You got to yeah. do it. You got to do and it. And Gizmo. I mean. Yeah, now, you remember Gizmo in like Gremlins 2 or 3 when he was like Rambo, when he had to load like the boy and arrow? <laughs> But, like, Gremlin, I mean, it's so culturally relevant throughout the decades because everybody's like, don't feed them after midnight. Or, right. you know, it's kind of like, I think where Snickers got there, how, you know, are you hangry? Or all right. that <laughs> came from, I mean, Gizmo getting fed after midnight. <laughs> yeah, so that's what uh, we were talking like, could they really redo it? I don't know if they really could redo it, though. I, it's hard redoing classics. Yeah. yeah, someone you just shouldn't even touch. Mm-hmm. But, but, Stephen King is going back redoing his movies, yeah. you know. Yeah. So like, they're not like even when they remastered it, Stephen King had the cameo in it, like, right? You know, which was pretty cool. Um, I like the first one, the second chapter. It was kind of weird. And really. And then they got another one coming after that. His books are way better than the movies. Always. They got another. They're one really coming? good. Yeah, they got another one coming too. Wow. So well, so I've heard. I'm not 100 percent oh. sure. Yeah. I'm not in that office, so don't quote me. <laughs> You're not his agent. <laughs> I'm not his agent. Not booking it out. But okay. Stephen King, if you're looking for an agent, definitely uh, Cameron L. Robinson, uh, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> all right. So, He's prolific. Uh, <laughs> so, so, all right. So everybody gave their best movie, their best single movie out there. Now, what is the worst movie? Mm. Now, some. Now, one of you producers or directors, we're sorry that we're gonna have to throw you under the bus, but um, you know, when it comes to worst movies. It's a movie that we feel like you should have never even produced. It should have never been out there to the public to watch. You should have took your time. It's like you rushed it. And if we're going to go with that, I got to go with the Street Fighter with John claude Van Damme playing Guy. <laughs> the reason being, guys, John claude Van Damme, when he did this movie, was on the pedestal where he was just up. Every Van Damme movie, even though they were all the same, he played the same character in every single one, but he was our hero in the 90s. Right. Everything John Clyde Van Damme touched turned to gold. So when one movie comes out, a childhood movie, a video game movie where everybody were, was playing Street Fighter, then you got 
one of the main characters being cast as John Claude Van Damme, and then the movie just bombs. Mm. There's no way that that should have happened. No way possible. Right. Like, there's. I don't know what chemistry. What, what character did he play in there? He Was played he... Guile. Guile. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. had John Claude Van Damme playing Guile. He even did the patented jump spin. Kick hit. <laughs> he did it like twice in a row. Right. And then the, the movie was just trash from the from like E Honda was casted pretty good. I, I like the character they had the, the actor know. they had playing him. But like just the whole storyline was trash. They had Raw Julia rest in peace to Raw Julia playing M Bison. That wasn't a good. Uh, nah, that was terrible. Good, yeah, that was a horrible casting. Uh, it was just so many things that was so wrong with that movie that to this day I don't even think they even play it on TV. That's a movie that I think gets. No television play at all. It's not good. I, I can't believe it they didn't have him play like at least Ken because right. and that's part of the problem because Ryu is the is Street Fighter. Like that's right. who you think about when you think about Street Fighter. And to yeah. not have a I was about to say athlete to not have mm-hmm. an actor that can play that role yeah. authentically. Um, it says a lot about where Hollywood was back then and still is, and we still got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But you you cast him to play Guile like he's not even. He's not a main character. He's not American. He's not Gal is like Ma- American. I know. Like, he's like Marine. Yeah, yeah, he has the American tattoo, the flag of his arm. Like, he, so it was horrible. Uh, so you knew it was trouble to start yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, it was definitely a, you know, I would never watch that movie ever again. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad it doesn't come on, but uh, that was a bad one, man. Mm. What you got there? What do you, what do you got, son? Let's start with you. The Last Airbender. That was horrible too, mm. and I actually went to the movies to see that. We went to the movies to see no, that. No, 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 no. I don't think. Did you not go with me to the movies to see that? I don't. I, me I and was, your mom might have went on a date to the movies. If I was, to see I was that. too young to remember. Yeah, me and your mother might have went on a date to see but that. But I obviously watched it afterwards. It's on Netflix. Tr- terrible movie. You know, I'm a Avatar: The Last Airbender fan, and how they just messed up names, whitewashed the cast. Right. Just, was they, it M Night Shyamalan? Was yeah. He the guy? yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's a hit or miss, man. Like he thinks. What's he, a hit? What? The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense oh, is the only yeah. is the only one yeah, I can really give one. him, though. You know. So like, uh, but then he does like the Unbreakable. I mean, you know, the one with. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, Bruce I mean, Willis. Okay, so he's got some hits. Yeah, some he, are good. He has some trash out there too, and uh, that movie Ode that just came out is mm-hmm. one of his movies. Right. Uh, it's funny thing about that is it must be bad. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but when I tried to stream it, the TV was like, no. And would not <laughs> go uh, through the first 30 they seconds. Let it. They wouldn't even, <laughs> let, you, let, me they wouldn't let you watch it. They knew it was bad. <laughs> so I thought that was a sign that says that this movie is trash. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's a hit or miss type of guy. What about you, Dane? Man, if I was to go back in the classic bad movies, Waterworld is is probably Water- one of the worst. And I wanted that to see I've that seen. so bad when they first was advertising it, though. It just as a kid, was not great. But I'm actually gonna talk a little bit about something a little more new. And the reason to me it was one of my not favorite movies or one of the worst movies is because I think part of it is the expectation going into the movie. Right. Not necessarily how bad, because you could watch a bad movie and it'd be like, I knew it was going to be bad. Right. Or it's cult-like bad. It's so bad. It's good. It's like Bill and Ted is not. <laughs> the newest gr- one? No, well, I'm just saying like Bill and Ted is like, it's bad, but it's corny bad. And you right. know it's bad. Right. And they're trying, they don't care that it's like kind of corny. And, right. and that makes it good. The new Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I was disappointed in that. Because I was so hyped for it from the trailers, from it looked like what I would expect from Mortal Kombat, right. but yeah. they made Liu Kang so weak, the story yeah. was whack, the fighting was terrible. How you don't have bad fighting the in acting, Mortal Kombat? <laughs> the acting was Like, bad. it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the acting was horrible. Like, so, it was the, awful. The acting was the worst thing ever. It's like... Another movie, I feel like they rushed. Yeah. I feel like they advertised it, rushed it, just threw it out there to try to, you know. And they're actually, uh, they're, they're doing a sequel. They gave, them, they gave them the permission to do a number two. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. Yeah. It, well, it, well, the movie was a number two. And and so it was a doo-doo. And <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand why you, like, you can't look at Mar- uh, like movies, franchises like Marvel and understand that you have characters in Mortal Kombat that can carry a movie by themselves. Scorpion can carry a movie by himself. Sub-Zero can carry a movie by himself. Liu Kang can carry a movie by himself. And the animated Scorpion is amazing. Like, that is a really good movie. Scorpion's Revenge is amazing. So why not 
invest in a character, build him, and make it more meaningful from a plot, from a story, from a development, and then bring other characters in to have these epic fights inside of the Mortal Kombat tournament. Right. Like, yeah. But to try to do so, you can't, you can't possibly have a movie with 12, 13 different characters and invest all in them so it's meaningful if you haven't done the pre-work. That's what right. made Avengers workable because yeah. you had 10 movies prior to right that led up yeah. to yeah. So. and that's what uh, and like you stated uh, I'm glad you brought that up when you were speaking about the animated Scorpion's Revenge movie uh, if they would have followed that animation from beginning to end mm-hmm. this Mortal Kombat movie would have been amazing and all you had to do was just follow that blueprint from beginning to end you would have had a perfect movie right same thing with uh, if you notice I don't know if you've seen any of the DC animated movies yep. yeah. great if DC follows the format of every animated movie that they release, oh, they will be right there with Marvel. Yep. They'll be right there at the top, if not better. Marvel Marvel has no animated movies that's competing with yeah, any DC no. animated movie. Not in the not in the least. Not. So, if DC followed that format, and DC once again, I'm available. This is Cameron L. Robinson, mm. Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, get you that can, plug. <laughs> you can definitely hit me up. I can I can get you on the right path. Uh, you know, DC followed that format. Bro, they'll be up here. Right. I think they missed the train, though. I think now that yeah, there's too many animated movies out. You already just started your formula with the with the theatrical movies. Yeah. Now you can't really balance it out. Right. You know. Uh, but you know, once again, it'd be funny if they listen to this and they, uh, the Flash movie, they, Flashpoint. They make exactly how the Flashpoint was. They animated. <laughs> please, DC, do not mess up the Flash. Yes. Please. You disappointed me with Shazam. Shazam was okay, but was okay. I felt like it could have been a lot better. Uh, you didn't even have to bring the Shazam family so soon. You did that. You rushed that yeah, through them in the movie. True. That was a, a little bit. It should have been Shazam at first and then like, like a sequel movie or something. Yeah, then you could bring them. But you kind of threw them all out there. So now it's like, okay, which one do I really want? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Now I got all of them. Like, it's ridiculous. And in the sequel, they're all in the sequel, too. Right. So they even recasted one of the girls. They recasted? Yeah, one, not Megan not Megan, uh, Good, the other... Uh, the other one of the other girls, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Mary something. Yeah. They, they recasted her. It's like they try to rush in the live action too much. Yeah, I really like the Harley Quinn animated series though. I haven't even. I, we watched the first. I watched, watched the whole thing, but you watched the first. That's season. good. Yeah, I watched yeah. the first season. That's really good. Yeah, I watched it on HBO. But again, Max. animated. Like. Yeah, I, yeah. but I'm like, you know I'm getting I'm like my animated movie game is uh it's pretty strong. I'm still a little behind, but that opens up a great segue into our next topic. What is the best anime that you've seen? Anime. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead and go first, Anime King. <laughs> uh, I go to classic Naruto. Naruto? Naruto, Naruto, Shippuden. We don't accept Boruto here. Yeah, I watch <laughs> it because I'm a classic fan, but we don't. He's we don't, not part of the group. No, we don't affiliate with them. <laughs> okay. So, Boruto, you got kicked out the group. Exactly. Okay, so you can watch it if you're bored, but it doesn't really matter if you catch up with that. Yeah, no. You have to watch Naruto. Yeah. So if I'm gonna speak on anime because we had a topic coming into the coming uh, on a ride here. We said, okay, should we speak on anime movies or anime TV shows? My son was like, no, it should just be anime, whether it's a movie or a TV show. Mm. It shouldn't matter, uh, you know, because it's anime. Yeah. So you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, change the category specifically for movie or TV show. Yeah. And I agree with what he said, but I'm still gonna change it for my <laughs> personal topic because uh when i say anime i gotta say what made me watch my first anime as a kid and uh dudley's basement oh that's Kurt Dudley. shout out shout out to illiteracy shout out to illiteracy shout out to my man uh chris pritham shout out to speakeasy shout out to all those guys man uh kirk and scott man we were in that basement watch and kirk had us watching um mm, ninja scroll i was in I think I was going to sixth grade when it came out. I was, it was like that summer going to sixth grade, I believe. And I was like, yo, this movie is awesome. Like, it's, you know, and I really wasn't, I mean, I was watching probably a little bit of anime at the time. I don't know. If, no, I probably wasn't because Sailor Moon and all that came Dragon out. Dragon Ball came out before. But that. I wasn't watching Dragon Ball until I got to like eighth grade. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. So I was late on that train. I, I, when I watched, I went right into Dragon Ball Z. Oh, so okay. I didn't see the original Dragon Ball when Goku was a kid. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, as far as like going coming home from school, we were watching like Sailor Moon or whatnot, and that was like ninety two. Uh, yeah, that oh, was yeah, a, yeah, that Moon. was a, that was a classic though. It was man. classic, yeah. So, uh, but before Sailor Moon, I watched uh, what I say uh, Ninja Scrolls. N- Ninja Scrolls, exactly, and they had the perfect 
between action and gore, but not too much gore, but like just enough to where it's rated R though. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, this is a cartoon that's rated R. Like this is amazing. Right. So I was like, I wanted to see more. So you know, I had to start looking into anime. Then I went real heavy on anime for maybe about three years after that. Then I kind of fell off. And now my kids are real heavy into it, and I'm trying to get back into it, but I'm so far behind that it's like they lap circles around me. Right. <laughs> but if we say, so that was a movie. That was my movie thing, right? So if we say anime TV show, and I know my son said people aren't going to agree with you with your next pick there because uh, no one even likes the third season of it. But I still like it, and I'm going to say Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> to me, Tokyo Ghoul, once again, had the perfect... There's a visceral reaction over there. <laughs> Cause it's cause all right, Tokyo Ghoul season one, amazing, and season two. Well, season two was in canon. Okay, we can say that season one. <laughs> we can say that. We can say that season one is the best to me. Season if if we're going on Tokyo Ghoul season one is the best anime yeah. to me personally. Well, well, best anime. If we're going for just the first season of every okay. anime, I think it's the best. So anime. first season, so we calculate, uh, so we're calculating first season. Every anime. You think Tokyo Ghoul has the best first season? Yeah. Out of every anime I've seen so far. I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Out of every anime I've seen so far. I'm not going to argue with you And viewers... Uh, so the best season period or the best first season? Best first season. Mm. And viewers, you can definitely, uh, you know, put your opinions and thoughts and tell us. If, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But tell me why I'm wrong. Don't just say you're wrong. Like, give me... Give me your input, you know, your suggestion on why I'm wrong. And then, you know, definitely uh, I would like to see that. Uh, and then also what you think is right. So, Daniel, I don't know how diverse you are in the anime world at this point, but, like. I mean, definitely the classics growing up, like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Um, but I'm going to go a little more new school. Okay. And Castlevania, to me, was just so Castlevania dope. was amazing. A um, couple of reasons. One, I loved Castlevania growing up. Again, video games. So, like. Uh, Castlevania, Ninja Gaiden, like all those mm-hmm. games is just nostalgic for me. To, so to see it animated in that format was really cool. And then the first season, they gave you just a little taste. It was like four or five episodes. And I was like, man, this is really cool, but I want so much more. And then they just kept getting better second season. And, and it just it kept getting better and better and better. The story was, was great. Um the action was great. The animation was great. Like everything about it was really, really good. And so I'm, um, I think they're doing some spinoffs from it. But um, yeah. sad to see it kind of come to an end. Again, it's just that, that nostalgic piece. Castlevania was was really awesome. And then I'm almost finished. Um, again, more new school. The Godzilla Singular Point. Okay. Like I've really enjoyed this it's season. Good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's a little weird. It's definitely different in the Godzilla world, but it's it's worth it. Like you got the great action, good storyline. Um, there's like some time travel involved. Mm-hmm. There's science involved, um, and it's really good watching before you go to bed because you got to read subtitles. So it's kind of like reading a book. You're a little sleepy, but also get some good uh, action c- coming from the animation. And then Godzilla. Like how you, how can you go yeah. wrong with Godzilla? So. so is it all in white Japanese or? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, they need to convert it over. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I think I think you can listen season, to right? it. In, one season? It's one season, thirteen episodes. 13 episodes okay. Yep. So, um, nah, it's really good. So I, I've ever, enjoyed that one. Did you ever get to go back and get to go and watch Dragon Dogma? Oh yeah, Dragon Dogma. Dragon really Dogma good. was really good. It was right? really good. Yeah. There's like a lot of good first seasons of stuff on Netflix that you know we'll see where it goes. Like that was one. Blood of Zeus was Blood one. Blood of Zeus was good. And there was another one that just came out. Uh, um, Record of Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah that Ragnarok. was good too. Yep. That was good yep. too. Yep. So they got some really good stuff. And then Netflix man, I'm, hard, man, I'm really excited about the uh, anime version of Star Wars that they're doing on Disney. Mm-hmm. Like that should be pretty interesting to see the mashup between I, those. Two. I know what you're more excited about. What's that? What if? Oh yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. How far are we away from What If now? Ten days. Yep. Ten days. Yep next Wednesday so not this Wednesday but next Wednesday but see that's the thing like Marvel has never done animation well so what I like that's the only thing that concerns me like can they nail animation I think the storylines are what's gonna yeah I think the storylines are gonna carry it yeah I think that's what's gonna wrap us in and they do they they do still have their voices right so that'll bring some to it yeah but we'll see I'm excited but what do you think about Black Widow yeah. <laughs> um, or another less what do you think about Black Widow suing Disney? <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, like 
if you were supposed to get uh, X amount of money and right. you didn't because they changed the game on you, then yeah, you should go get sure. go get your money. And yeah. I mean, I think it's that sixty million dollars. I think yeah, it's some million? some crazy yeah, like some crazy dollars. amount. I think she only ended up with like twenty. Don't quote me. I, I'm not I'm not like a journalist, so I didn't really go all depth. But I think I seen something about she was supposed to. Get, it was supposed to go directly to theaters, and she was supposed yeah. to, and that's where most of her money was gonna come from. And they said she should have made out with like about sixty mil and something happened. Yep. Uh, I mean, the movie should have happened long time ago. For sure. Yeah. Um, she is amazing as Black Widow. She's Black Widow. She'll always be Black yeah. Widow. Right. You know, she she crushed that role for a long time, she and did. it should have happened years ago. Yeah. I thought the movie was okay. I mean, it was it was it was okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited to see. I think what Marvel does better than anybody is they always keep you anticipating what's coming next. Yeah. So as you see, like, Yelena Belova go into the Disney shows and what's going to happen with her and Hawkeye yeah. and then Haley Stanfield and what's happening next. Like, they keep you in, interested and excited. Yeah. I was, right. I loved Red Guardian in the movie. I didn't. Yeah. I know you didn't like Taskmaster. Yeah. I don't really Ta- know Taskmaster. Taskmaster. I didn't really care. Uh, that really hurt me. Yeah, that really hurt me. me. You know. And, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say he was one of my favorite characters, but he was definitely a character that I was well diverse with before the movie, before yeah. he was even cast to be in the movie. And I felt like, oh, like, you know, they cast him like, that's going to be pretty good now. I could yeah. kind of see, you know, because he was a Spider-Man villain. So yeah. it's kind of right. like, like to see what they do with him. Uh, you know, mercenary, whatnot. Uh, he, can, he can mimic people's moves. And it's yeah. like you made him a girl, and then you made him a, like a computer, basically. It's yeah. kind of like, Yep. Man, like a cyborg, basically, you know, it was like, oh. Okay. She was still a beast, though. When she, she rolled up on Black Widow the first time, yeah. like, that was, she was monstrous. She was a beast. It's just the way that you destroyed the whole storyline, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's to me, like. And that's why they had it where, basically, if they're to want to do something with Taskmaster again, it's like they would have to have bring in a whole new character. Right. And they couldn't even use that same way. And then that would make it seem like it's multiple people in the universe that could do this thing that was supposed to be specific to just Taskmaster. Sure. Yeah. So, but one thing what Marvel is doing, though, they can uh, they can always uh, rectify the situation because they opened up the multiverse. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you can always say, oh, well, that was Taskmaster in this universe, but right. not in this universe, you know. Right. Like, that's yep. true. So, that's one thing that Marvel... The multiverse can fix anything. It can fix <laughs> anything. True. And I like how they did that, you know. Yeah. So, like... I, I could kind of, I could kind of look past it because you can, you know, the way that you open it up with the diversity of multiple, of multiple universes, I, I get it. So we're gonna look past that. <laughs> I was disappointed when I seen the movie. I wasn't a fan, but it wasn't the, mm, was it the worst Marvel movie? Mm-hmm. No, no, not no. by long. It was the original Incredible Hulk. I mean, Iron was Man too. Iron, no. Iron Man, Iron Man two was not great. It wasn't. Although good. that introduced Black Widow, she was the best part of Iron Man two. Yeah. Which one had a. Uh, uh, Mickey Rourke. That's that was Iron Man three. Yeah, that wasn't that was great a, either. Yeah, that, yeah, that wasn't. wasn't. That's two the and one three when they great. did. That's the one when they did the fake uh, uh, Mandalor- mm. uh, Ma- Mandarin. Not, yeah, yep. Mandarin. Yeah. I also didn't like Thor two. Yeah, that's not great. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as those though. I don't feel. Yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, I don't think it was. You're right. It wasn't as good as Thor one, and uh, I mean definitely Thor Ragnarok yeah. is yeah. way better. I'm interested yeah. in in the next one. Yeah, yeah, me too. Love I'm glad Natalie it. Portman's back. Yeah. She's awesome. Why she reminds me of Kimberly from Power Rangers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the first time I've ever seen her, though, was Your Highness with Danny McBride. Okay. You yeah. ever seen that movie? I've seen it before. I just yeah. can't remember it, but I've definitely seen it, though. She was in that. I see all Danny McBride movies. He's hilarious. He is, he is hilarious. Bro, I was it uh, on and back. What is the uh, orange, orange? What is it? The baseball show that come, came on HBO. Oh, uh, Kenny Powers. Yeah. <laughs> but it man? was Eastbound and Eastbound, Down. Eastbound, yeah. yeah. Man, that is hilarious, bro. What was the one with John Goodman? It just came out. The the, the Righteous. The Righteous. Um... Or Vice Principal. Oh, Vice Principal Vice was Principal was amazing, bro. Vice Principal was really good. <laughs> The Righteous Gemstones. That's oh, what he's in. I didn't in. see that. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Yeah, he plays um, – John Goodman is a pastor, and okay. Danny McBride's one of his sons in the religious family. So it's a – I bet that's a, funny, bro. It's a parody on, you know, evangelical families and churches I like remember that. uh, what movie was it besides uh, Chop of Thunder? He was funny in Chop of Thunder, too. But uh, what was it? Uh, this is the end. Oh, yeah. Bro, he was hilarious in This is the end, He's though. good in that, too. So, like – that yeah, movie, I funny. feel like that movie uh, didn't get the justice that it deserved. Man, I thought mm. that movie was actually quite funny, and it didn't really get the the justice for being a good comedy movie. Yeah, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I think as far as movies, that was all the movie suggestions. That, uh, unless there's anything you guys can think of that's movie related that uh, you know you want to put out there for the people to watch. Uh, I mean, watch every Marvel movie. If you haven't, you'll enjoy it. Except for Black Widow. <laughs> no, 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 no. But we have to also take into uh, account that Blade, the first Blade was amazing. Yeah. But yeah. all Blades are Marvel products. So they're still Marvel, they're still Marvel Studios. Um, well, uh, now think, isn't technically everything Marvel? I think I mean, the first Incredible for... Hulk was a Marvel studio. Was it or was it not? I think it was right on the cusp. Okay. Like, I think Iron Man kicked it all off. Like, the newest... Okay. Version before Iron, anything before Iron but they still Man. I mean, no, but the, they still consider Blade as a Marvel universe. I, I mean, mean Marvel, it's Marvel. Mar- Marvel Studios, though they consider. If you look at the credits, it still says Marvel Studios. For I it. think I think they could consider the Incredible Hulk movie Marvel Studios because Iron I, Man came out before that, and then I think. No, 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 no. We're talking about the first. Oh, one you talking Edward, about what? You talking about the one not with Edward Norton? Uh, you talking about the one that came the, out two thousand three? Uh, yeah, Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that one is considered. Yeah, I don't think it Marvel is. Studios. I don't think. I just think that the Iron Man two thousand eight with Robert Downey was the like official beginning of yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So there's other Marvel properties. Yeah, but that's the but, original. Yeah, literally, I I seen something. I was watching a I was watching some type of documentary or something speaking about all the Marvel products at one point, and they were saying that Blade falls in the category two or something like that. And I think they were I forgot how they broke it down, but it was like Blade was like the first Marvel Studios project. It just didn't get the push. Mm. But like like Marvel Studios, like like the Iron Man and whatnot. When did Blade come out? Oh man, that was probably like I thought it was 90, like late nineties. Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, cause um, yeah. but well, I think like Marvel had like well. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I think Marvel had like I saw something where it was like Marvel had like its own like studio then, but then fell for bankrupt and then Disney bought it out. No, kind of bought it out that soon. What you yeah, that man. was that was a long time ago. Disney, what you, what you talking, so you're no, saying, I'm not saying they bought it out right after Blade came out. That's oh, not okay. what I'm saying. Okay, I got you. I'm saying they bought it out like right before Iron Man, like when Robert Downey Jr. came out. But when they made the announcement, it was way past that, though. What do you mean? When Disney and, and Marvel made the announcement of the joint venture or Disney by owning the properties, wasn't that like I think that? it was before Iron Man. Yeah. It was before, oh. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Sorry about that, son. Shameless plug. <laughs> well, I guess not shameless. I don't have anything to do with it. Um, Stan Lee, The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee. Right. Great book. Okay. Um, go check it out. It's the history of Marvel from the beginning. Okay. And how potentially a lot of the ideas from Marvel wasn't his or his alone, rather. And um, how they got into the trouble financially. And then Disney was able to come scoop them up mm-hmm. with all those properties. Oh, but everything okay. was so splintered back then. And, you know, obviously a lot of the um, rights went to Fox and other properties that they mm-hmm. couldn't use or you know integrate now. And, you know, Disney's been on a warpath to try to bring them all back. But it's a really good book. It chronicles that whole the whole piece, the rise and fall of Stanley. What is that? What can they locate that at? Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Your local library. Your local library. Support your local library. <laughs> Once again, guys, contact Cameron Hill Robinson. <laughs> Support your local library. <laughs> or Babyface, yeah. whichever one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, definitely want to thank you, Daniel, for coming on the podcast Yeah, man. Thanks today, for having man. me. Enjoyed it. Uh, definitely check out Bigfoot Kick Instagram, BigfootKick.com. Is it on Facebook as well? Yep. Bigfoot Kick. Instagram is fine. Bigfoot Kick. And then BigfootKick.com. Yep. Definitely looking to a sunny thing you want to say? No. What about the subscribers? So you want to talk about the subscribers or Call of Duty? Hey, shoot. Send us your gamer tag. We'll hop on the game with you. Subscribers, y'all already know. Y'all watched the last video. Y'all know. Get us to 100. Get we'll us to 100. Something. Get us to 100. Then next... A thousand or well, five hundred, my son said. Then a thousand, then we want a hundred thousand, then we want a million. Oh, a million. so we so we dropping from a thousand to a hundred thousand, not even ten thousand. Nah, we going straight to a hundred. We, it's that, it's we that, about to rock the bales. It's that hockey stick curve. <laughs> That's right. I right, but I'm interested to know what's your projection, your prediction on Westbrook's stat line average at the end of the season. What's his? What's the projected Westbrook stat line? So what he averaged like. This. Well, he averaged this season like twenty, twenty-two. Some numbers, a triple mm-hmm. double. Um, I, I give him a solid twenty-four. Twenty-four points. Well, that just depends on how they play together, though. Mm-hmm. I give him a solid twenty, twenty points per game. I agree with that. Eleven 
12 rebounds per game mm-hmm. and like seven, eight-ish assists. So you, know? you don't have him I getting a triple. I, don't I reverse it, though. But in your same situation, what you're saying, I agree with that almost 100 Oh, 90, 98%. The, point, the points per game, I agree with it. Their rebounds, I don't agree with. I think you'll have less rebounds on this team because you got AD, you got LeBron, you got uh, other players, uh, Marc Gasol or whatnot. So I don't think you're going to get those 11, 10, 11 rebounds. I think you're, you'll probably drop down about eight rebounds. Your percentage is probably about eight. And then uh, assist, I'll see you go up. And I'll say you maybe go up to about 12, 13 The a only game. reason I think he doesn't go up in assists because I think LeBron likes to handle the ball and dish out assists. That's mm. what I'm thinking. Like, I think he's going to take that backseat where he's not having the ability to always have the ball on ball to dish out assists. That's mm. why I gave him less assists. When they had a meeting at LeBron's house, AD, Westbrook, and uh, LeBron, and the media says that they agreed to each contribute to you know the win and, and title of the team, I wonder how that conversation really went. How, how do we know they had the that meeting? That's already been, that's been it's been put out there. Sports, oh. yeah, ESPN, and the already. room where it happened. Right, like, like LeBron, like, hey, well, look, look, Russ, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king. <laughs> I see Russ getting a trip. I, I think he's you gonna average a triple double. I think he's gonna have a little bit less points than he's normally gonna get. I think rebounds he's still gonna get because AD ain't that big a yeah. rebound. Nope. That's what I'm saying. He could that's be, thought, but he's what? not. That's why I thought he was still gonna get weight. What you say? What y'all saying can make sense. Uh, also, because you give LeBron some time to sit on the bench, he doesn't have to stay out there yeah. so long. I think LeBron's gonna play less minutes, right. and I think LeBron's gonna get less assists than Westbrook because Westbrook's gonna be able to dish to LeBron for more finishes. That's yeah. true. That's so true. That's how I see it playing. Father time, It'll be interesting. Man. We'll Father see. Father time. Father time. Have to come back after the end of the season and see how our predictions and we'll went. And we'll get back on yeah. here. And we'll definitely look for it, man. Anytime, you know, you're definitely family to the podcast, man. Friends to the podcast. Anytime you want to come on here, you know that you know the mic is always open for you, brother. Anytime for discussion, you know, just to kick it. Um, you know, this is Bigfoot. Not. I was about to give you. <laughs> <laughs> this is no pins, no pads podcast. This is once again. This is Cam Robinson, my son. Karan Robinson and Daniel Blally. Uh, thank you, thank you, sir, for coming. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, and we are out. Episode three, we'll be posting soon. Hit this, mom. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Which one's <laughs> this one? Yeah. Sometimes you get.